about that? I believe that that was what a victory. What is going I, on? I believe that for the first time in almost 12 months, almost, the Bears won a football game. We are here to talk about it. Adam Ho, Greg Rex Jr., and Corey Wooten Let's joining go. us right off the top. What a front runner. Guy shows up for a win. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I only show Man, up for the doves around here. That's, that's messed yeah. up. Club dub around here, baby. Hey, uh, if, uh, we got a lot of people waiting here to get in. Uh, appreciate that. And a lot of people watching. If you are tuning in for the first time, uh, please hit that subscribe button. We're here all the time. After every single game, win or lose, trust me, we've, this feels good. It's been a lot of losses in a row. Uh, and, <laughs> it feels good to win one. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're also here during the week uh, with live shows at noon every day. We're going to be here tomorrow at noon. Cole Komet's going to join us on the show. Um, he had what? A ni- he had a nice game with another touchdown and a home run celebration. So we'll hear from Cole tomorrow. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Appreciate the super chats already rolling in. Check us out. Uh, at allchgo.com as well. All right, let's jump right in, Woot. Man, I mean, they started off with some fireworks again, which was great, and then it was like they're holding on for dear life. I have to say, I'm willing to give them a little bit more rope this time because, like, you're trying to finish a game without a running back. That's not easy. I mean, that's hard to do, but they figured out a way to do it. It is. And Blasen game, I mean, this was every lineman's dream, right? Or, or fullback's dream, rather. When the running backs go down and all of a sudden you're the featured running back at the end of the game, oh, I bet he was loving it, right? To actually have carries and not just be a blocker. But to finish this game was unbelievable. And Braggs, we were on our show on Monday, right? And I and I, I told you, I said, I, I know Justin Fields can be a great quarterback. It's all about game planning. In these past two weeks, that's what we've seen, right? They started out very, very fast, both games. Uh, this game, they finished better. But Justin Fields can play. DJ Moore is an absolute beast. Went for 230, three touchdowns. Um, I, I just... I just don't understand why people hate on Justin Fields so much. When, when you script for success for him, you call plays that he's comfortable with. He's able to look good. He had eight touchdowns and one interception in, in, in the past two weeks. And now, now everyone's saying he's leading the, the NFL in touchdown. I know there's still everybody else has to play this week. But he looks good these past two weeks. And he can play. So I, I, just, I just hate people saying he can't play. It's all about the coaching. Coaching does matter. And I think we see the past two weeks is when you actually put him in a position to succeed, he looks great. Uh, good vibes here. Good vibes apparently yep. in the locker room. I just saw our guy Jason McKee tweet from outside the locker room that the music's blaring. Kevin Warren and George McCaskey are hugging every single player as they enter the locker room, which is a little, which is a little cheesy, but we'll take it after. Uh, no, it really, it, it, I get it though. I mean, they, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they fought through the toughest adversity that you could really come across. They haven't had an uglier start to a season, maybe ever, when you consider the expectations that went into this year. And the drama behind the scenes. And the drama and yeah. the way they blew last week's game. And they st- were staring that right down the barrel again tonight. And instead, they come through. The DJ Moore stepped out of bounds. Phantom call could have been their undoing. And instead, they didn't allow that. They didn't let the refs beat them. They didn't let the commanders beat them. They didn't let themselves beat them. They overcame the adversity and won a goddamn football game and they should be proud of themselves they should celebrate it and this is what 
the, all the frustration we've had these first four weeks is because, like you said, Corey, we knew they were capable of better. They, we knew they were capable of what they're doing. They should beat the Washington Commanders. They should beat a team like the Denver Broncos. They should beat a team like Tampa Bay. And when you don't, that's when it's disappointing. It's one thing to lose to the Chiefs, and it's another thing to lose to teams that you are better than. And they finally put their foot down and played some football. They got a lot of different things going on. Injuries are a big part of the equation, and they didn't let any of that enter as an excuse, and they executed. And now Justin Fields looks like He's ready to roll. You get 10 days off. More guys will be back healthy. Let's go. Put it all in the past. Rip your rear view mirror off your freaking car. Stop looking in the ba- in the past. Stop looking behind you and just look ahead. Hey, Braggs, you, 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 you getting me ready to suit up, man. Come on, man. You need to get you in the locker room talking. To Let's them. go. I mean, it's, it's I mean, time. I would recommend people leave their rear view mirror on their car, though. That might get dangerous. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, well, that's a quote I used to have in high school because I didn't have a rearview mirror in my truck, and they're like, "Braggs, you don't have a rearview mirror because it just fell off." And I was like, "I," and people are like, "Why don't you have a rearview mirror?" I was like, "I never look back," and then I just speed away. So that's wow. what we do. Don't look back. Just look forward. He always goes forward. It <laughs> explains a lot. You know, one of, one of my go-to karaoke songs is "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis. So shout out to Braggs and this lack of rearview mirror. Uh, Los six, by the way, we got a lot of super chats coming in. Forty nine ninety nine from Los. Tevin made such a difference. DJ Moore was not out of bounds. Officials were horrible. Bear down, baby. Yeah, I thought Tevin did make a difference, um, and I was wondering what they were going to do once Lucas Patrick went down um, with Cody Whitehair sliding over to center. How are they going to rotate that? Because obviously they did not plan on Tevin Jenkins playing the full game tonight, and then Jatari Carter ended up going there again. Look. You, you got in a situation there in the second half where you had Cody Whitehair moving back over to center. I thought he was fine from a black blo- a blocking standpoint, Woot, but some of those snaps were all over the place. Justin, Low-key two underrated plays in this game <laughs> were Justin Fields saving two snaps that were going over his head and turning both into <laughs> positive plays. Yeah. I mean, th- th- those could have been disasters. And then you got Jatiri Carter at left guard. You got Larry Borum, who's – Oddly had some really good one-on-one blocks here and there, but then, you know, was struggling at other times. No running back. A lot going on there to try to close out a football game. It wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but they did get it done. Uh, Tevin Jenkins does make a difference out there, especially helping out a guy like Borum. And uh, the thing is, early on, the pocket was pretty dang clean. For yeah. this, These front four are probably some of the best that they'll face all year. From top to bottom, right? From Chase Young to Marcus Sweat to Allen to uh, Payne. Pay. Those are some of the top guys in the league. So early on in the first half, they, they handled them very well. Justin Fields had time to, to pass the ball. There was one time where he held it a little too long. But um, I was really impressed with how the offensive line performed tonight, especially early on. Big time super chat coming in. $200 from Ooh. our guy, the Duke. He says, fuck yes. One plus two <laughs> equals 18. Thank you, Panthers. Brown and Love, Allen and Diggs, Fields and more. Guess who's got two thumbs and is in a high-stakes fantasy league and started Fields and more? This guy. Let's go. Pointing at himself. Let's I, go, dude. I also can 
celebrate and say I have Fields and more going tonight in fantasy. It feels very, very good. I probably nowhere near the high stakes uh, fantasy league that the Duke rolls in. Um, but he also says, I told my opponent who's a Packers fan, he's now my beep. Brags. Oh, bra- an extra random brags. I love you. Right. I love you, Duke. I love you. We did it. We won a goddamn football game. And you know what, Corey? Like, the other aspect of it, too, because we can throw all the, the rose petals at Justin's feet for overcoming this adversity and, and playing the way he has the last two weeks. But you know what? It's a team sport. And and the whole point of what a lot of people were trying to say in defense of Justin Fields is while he has a lot of talent, you can't expect him to do it all on his own. And what have you seen the last couple weeks? Clean pockets. And Larry Borm at times, one-on-one on the outside, stonewalling his guy. Shout out to Larry Borum, dude, stepping in and playing left tackle. Jatire, Jatire Carter. Playing football. Yeah, he gets beat every once. Darnell Wright got beat a couple times. But you know what? They're rolling guys over, too. They're creating a good pocket for Justin Fields. DJ Moore, the Randy, the Moss, when he goes over the top on a guy. That's a great ball by Justin Fields, but it's also a great catch. And that's what you need to get six. You can't, It's not one plus one equals six. It's one plus two equals six. You need guys that are going to make plays. Help your quarterback out. He's going to help you out. It's a team sport. Sport. can't expect it all to be on Justin Fields. I mean, think about it. They capitalize on all the opportunities in the end zone, right? DJ Moore got missed. Um, Darnell Mooney. Uh, they could have easy, easy put up 50 plus on, on this team uh, yeah. tonight. So they, they had some missed opportunities. So I, I really feel like they haven't even scratched the surface of what they could be potentially right with missing some of these throws and whatnot. So I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season because I think what these past two games did, especially for Justin Fields in this offense, it gave him confidence. And look at the defense towards the end of the game. They were to have consecutive sacks. Five sacks in a game for this defense is huge. So I think on both sides of the ball, everything finally came together. Um, you know, still at times, did, did Hal have all day? Yes. Was the coverage spotty sometimes? But I think it's just something you can build off where, where there was decent coverage at times you know, able to get pressure when you needed to and be able to close a game, something that they haven't been able to do in a while. Well, my only quibble, by the way, I, we were talking at halftime about the Bears possibly getting a 51 points for Dick Buckus. That would have been awesome. And, uh, of course, um, we're thinking about the Buckus family, and we got a super chat here from Lowe's Six, fifty dollars coming in. RIP the legend Dick Buckus. Ultimate symbol of Chicago Bears, Monsters of the Midway. And uh, a big win the Bears picked up for Dick Buckus, who sadly passed away overnight last night and um, was announced earlier today that that had happened at the age of 80. Uh, we love Dick Buckus, and he is just the quintessential Chicago Bear. So the Bears go out and do get him a win. Didn't quite put up 51, but 40 is good enough. 40 to 20 tonight in Washington. Um well, the only thing I would say on the – like, it's nice they picked up these sacks, but for most of this game, they only had two sacks, and then one came from a linebacker and the other came from a 185-pound corner. Yep. They are finally able to tee off late in the game with those D linemen getting three sacks, but how many did they miss earlier in the game? It's like yeah. – I, I mean, how do they fix this going forward? Because I think we saw a lot more pressure tonight. It's like they're trying to dial different things up, but – yeah. Man, when you got these guys in your – when you got Sam Howell in your arms, you got to bring them down. 
I mean, he, he looked like Justin Fields scrambled on people last year. It was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the break tackles in Madden was 99 tonight. Sam Howell was juking everybody, breaking <laughs> the tackles. You, you got to be able to get them down, especially with that situation. And too many times, when you're, when you're bringing an extra blitzer or two, you have to tighten the coverage a little bit. You have to. And too many times, they're, they're backing off them 15, 20 yards when it's third and 11, and all of a sudden, they're, they're completing a you know, dump down for 10 yards, then they're, then they're getting uh, you know, another three or four. So they got to tighten the coverage when you bring that pressure. That's the only way that you cause the quarterback to hold the ball for a second and allow that rush to get home. So that, that, that's what I would say defensively. Like, just tighten up the coverage allow them a second, especially when you're bringing that extra defender or two off the edge. Let's take a look at our DraftKings king of the game. Um, obviously, it was another good game for Justin Fields, but how do you not go with DJ Moore? Yeah. Eight catches, 230 Ooh. yards, three touchdowns. Honestly, I thought he had a fourth. I need to see a replay of where the hell he stepped out of bounds on that other one. Um uh, on second look, there was a referee standing right there. So he must have seen something that we couldn't see. But um, regardless, what a great game for DJ Moore. Last I checked, he had 49 fantasy points. I mean, that those are just huge numbers. And you got to – you you know, this city and the wide receivers, you can't help Bears fans for the, after the first few weeks being like – man, maybe this really is where wide receivers go to die because there was just no reason that DJ Moore should have been invisible in this offense. So whatever adjustments they made, it's good to see him because, boy, is he fast. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he is a monster with that yak. He, he is electric, and that's what we talked about coming into the season, right? He was going to be the difference maker for those 50-50 balls, too. A couple of times he went up and got it, and that's something that the Bears have missed for a while since Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. Those are probably the last two that were re really able to go up and get it. So I, I, I said this before the season. I thought DJ Moore is a rising star in this league. I thought he's been overshadowed being in Carolina for years with bad quarterbacks. And I thought – given the right opportunity with Justin Fields when the offense really gets going, he could have a breakout year. He's gone over a thousand a bunch of times, but I think this could be a big year, especially after this confidence building game. I think it was good for, for uh, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, for them to just get on the same page and, and be productive together the past couple of weeks. So I think this is huge. And I think going forward, it's just going to continue the chemistry between them and uh, both younger guys. And, the thing is, Hulk, let me ask you this question, right? Are you are you sold on Justin Fields? Am I sold? Are you sold? I am sold on him being a good NFL starter. I I I do think that there's some ceilings in the passing game. And I honestly you, you team me up to be negative here. I don't want to be negative tonight. They no, got no. the win. I'm just but curious. If you're looking at this game objectively, he still missed some throws there that gotta be there. Some deep balls, the one to Definitely. to uh, to Mooney, he you could see him pat himself on the chest, be like, I got to throw that earlier or lead him yep. a little bit farther. Uh, and then he missed DJ Moore. And that was actually a big throw. Like, they, that could have been the kill shot. And they didn't get in the end zone there. And then Washington came back down. All of a sudden, it's tightening up. And you're like, man, you got to have that shot yep. to the end zone. That being said, like, I'm over and over again talking about this. I talked about it at halftime. He is just too damn talented to not get something out of him. And we're seeing that these last two weeks. Has it been perfect? No. Was the fourth quarter on Sunday a, a, 
against the Broncos good? No, it wasn't. Is he going to miss throws? Is he ever going to be an anticipatory passer? I Probably not, but that's okay because he's so talented in other areas that any type of decent coaching should be able to get enough out of him that he is most weeks a quarterback you can definitely win with. And then probably a handful of times every year should still be a quarterback you win because of as well. And that's that's the difference between the good and the great quarterbacks in the league. And I still think he can kind of walk that line. What we saw the first few weeks, Woot, we shouldn't see that anymore. Like, that, that's got to stop. And part of it's on him, but a lot of it, I think, is just on how they're using him. And obviously, these last two games, it's looked a lot different. No surprise, he's looked a lot better. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. I, I thought in the first half of the Green Bay game, he looked really good passing the ball, right? Then we got to the second half, and they, they were trying some things. I feel like they were pressing because they were down. They were trying to change up the game plan. But when, when, he, when they're able to have a concise plan and, and get him on the move a little bit, get some of the, the, the quicker intermediate throws early on, he starts to get a little bit more confident. Then you see him you know, go through the progressions. And, and that's what we saw the, the past couple weeks, past two weeks in general, is him go through pro- progressions on a pass play, which is something that early on the, the first couple weeks he really didn't do. So he, the confidence is key with him. And I, I truly believe if he would have started out that first game at Green Bay, uh, and played well the whole game, and they would have won that game, I guarantee you they, they'd be in a different spot. I guarantee you they probably only have one loss at this point because that game was so critical for his confidence for the rest of the season. But the great part is these past two weeks have been great for his confidence, right? Eight touchdowns, an interception, and he hasn't even played as good as he can. So I think that's very telling. So there's a lot of room to grow. I think that's a good part, especially when I'm looking at him, is especially this week, he didn't make many mistakes besides besides the, the two throws he missed, right? There wasn't any turnovers today. There wasn't, wasn't any horrible throws where you're like, what are you doing? So I'm seeing some growth and, and progress from there. But obviously, he's got to be able to hit these receivers, especially DJ Moore, Mooney in the end zone. I think that's something he realized. And quarterbacks all the time miss those type of throws. So if he can continue to improve on that, I feel like he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be, and that's why I'm excited, right? Obviously, he's got a lot of room to grow in certain areas, but think about that, right? Eight touchdown passes, one interception in two weeks where he played pretty good, but there's still a lot of room left to grow. I'm I'm very encouraged by that. Yeah, uh, David Kaplan has has told the story about him talking with a scout uh, during the offseason at a poker table in Vegas, a guy that uh, was a Raiders scout and asked if he believed in fields and, and the guy said no and when he was telling this story he was explaining why about his anticipation throws and and my wife and i we were working out at the time yeah i'm flexing on you Corey. and yeah yeah slow down come on now i'm, I'm back on the right track but my wife asked like well why why is is that something he can learn why is that he can't do that but others can and i told her that's exactly what you said it's a in a lot of ways it's a feel thing, but it's also a confidence thing. When you get to this level, the more your confidence dissipates, the harder it is to have that feel for the game. The more comfortable you get, the more confidence you get, the more you're able to accelerate things that you may or may not struggle with. And he is the you know, at some point the light can turn on for some players. Some it happens faster than others. And and a lot of it has to do with the variables around Justin Fields as well. As I said, the pocket 
the last couple weeks is a big part of the reason why you're seeing such a smooth operation with the offense. Our guy Rob Schwartz, diehard here at CHGO, he put on Twitter, Justin Fields is now on pace for the year for 3,886 yards, 37 passing touchdowns, 649 rushing yards, three touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Any Bears fan would take those numbers any day of the week. And that's considering the rough start he had as well. I was going to say that's with like three bad games in there. Exactly. And that just shows you his potential of if he can ever find the consistency of this. I mean, this is top end play, but a consistent week to week play like this. The sky is the limit for a guy like this. So it's exciting. It makes me excited for the next game. They just got to keep, don't look behind. Don't worry about what, where, how you got to this point. Just keep playing, keep doing what you're doing, and the rest will take care of itself. Hey, I want to bring up, uh, up a tweet here uh, from Darnell Mooney because I wanted to bring this up a second ago. Uh, if you're going to complain about anything uh, with the passing game at all, it's that – Technically, DJ Moore had all of the wide receiver catches tonight. Um, Cole Komet and Robert Tanya were the only two other players to catch passes uh, oh, in this game, which is kind of – that might surprise you to think about. And that means that Darnell Mooney, he had four targets and no catches, which is not great, and you definitely want to get more out of Darnell Mooney. But here's where I'm going with this. Darnell Mooney just minutes ago tweeted this. DJ effing more so here's a guy here's a wide receiver who didn't get a catch in this game and he's a first reaction is to go on social media and celebrate his teammate okay that's why people in that locker room love darnell mooney especially at that wide receiver position you know how much these guys want the football and how many guys that have come and gone in through the nfl that would actually go home pissed off about a 20 point win because they didn't get a single catch in this game uh, and, yeah, I was about to. That's where I was about to go. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have a guy in Chase Claypool who's sitting at home, who they said go away, and in the last two games where he's not even on the field or around the team, yep. all of a sudden this offense takes off. I'm not saying it's all because of that, but you can't tell me that he wasn't holding this back at least a little bit. And by the way, since they traded for him, the Bears had not won a game. They didn't win a single game when he was on this football team. Now he's gone, not officially gone, but he's not coming back. And they have put two games together here. They should have won both of them. They do win tonight. That, I mean, the contrast there is just really telling to me, Woot. Yeah, it's it's crazy how one person can make or break potentially a team and, and the chemistry of an offense and things like that. Like, that negative of an influence can really impact things. So, past two weeks, him not being there, I think it's a breath of fresh air because I guarantee you he was complaining to Justin Fields. Oh, I'm not getting the ball. You didn't throw it to me right, this, that, and the other. I guarantee you that, you know, on the sideline, behind closed doors, he's just that type of person. And I guarantee you, like, a guy like DJ Moore or Darnell Mooney, yeah, they might have been frustrated, but I'm sure they're talking with it. Hey, let's get this corrected. And look what happened, you know, the past two weeks. So I I think there's a certain person that is just so negative for a locker room that – that, that, why, do you, why do you think the Steelers didn't want him anymore? I mean, talent-wise, he's, he's up there, right? Six foot four, 240 pounds, athletic as could be. 
but my man thinks he's way better than he is. He was on Brandon Marshall's podcast a couple years ago saying, I'm the no, I'm the best receiver in the league. Okay. Like, when have we seen that, right? I understand you want to be confident in yourself, but there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to moss people besides he is athleticism. And there's no way he should be driven back by a, a 5'10", 180-pound DB when you're 6'4", 240. No, no way. That's a soft right there. S-A-W-F-T. You know, that is. <laughs> uh, well, before we let you go, you got anything else you want to make sure you get in? Um, no, I was just going to say, Braggs, you, you might want to do some curls because those arms are looking really small, bro. And uh, I'm really <laughs> embarrassed for you, bro. Hey. Yeah. I, bro. Hey, look, <laughs> well, well, we had to have a talk with him this week. You know, the guy was on track in the offseason. He was having a great training camp. Kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. I told him, hey, this team right now needs you to get get it back together. And he did. Sure. I don't know I'm why. I don't know pounds. why he did that to his I'm head. I'm down four pounds this week, and it ain't just the hair. Yeah. So I'm yeah. got. I got back on track. So some are saying my turnaround is the reason the Bears turned it around. Some are saying we got we, we got GI Jane over here. I see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, that's a good movie. Don't hate. Hey, no, it is. It is. It is. Hey. No, but. Yeah, careful. Not, Will Will, else, Will Smith won't like that joke. <laughs> I know, I know, my bad. But yeah, man, it was, it was it was great to see the Bears finally get a dub, though. Honestly, it was, it was. And uh, good talking with you guys. I'm gonna try to catch up, Brags. I'll, I'll be with you Monday, and hopefully, I can log on to another show with y'all uh, next week. Oh. All right, yeah, we well, appreciate you jumping on tonight. It's great talking to you, and uh, we'll see if the Bears can keep this rolling into the little mini bye. There he is, Corey Wooten. Follow him on Twitter at Corey Wooten. He's the absolute best. He joins Braggs every Monday night on CHGO Bears after dark. And, hey, he dug his feet in the dirt he on did. Justin Fields the last few weeks. Had a lot of blowback from fans watching the show saying, hey, Corey's two in the bag on, on Justin Fields. It's over, da, 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 da. Well, the last two weeks, Justin Fields has shot a lot, shut a lot of people up. And at the end of the day, you got to give credit where credit's due. Still a long season to go. Still more teams to be played. Tougher defenses to be played. But this is a step in the right direction. We can play all the, well, if this, that, and the other. And, yeah, they're striving to get better every week. But right now, celebrate this one. Enjoy it for the next 10 days. And while you're enjoying it, make sure you do so with Goose Island. CSGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. And now they got Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug family, 312. We ale. I enjoyed a 312 during the game. Uh, full Pocket Pills. You can grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Claiborne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. That's right. And if you're drinking in Goose Island, what better to go with that than some bacon? Hit up our guy, Charlie, the bacon guy. He's been in here in the studio hooking us up at times with some good eats. And Charlie, the bacon guy, is based out of Woodridge, Illinois. And he makes craft bacon and craft and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. This product is always all natural, no fancy preservations product. Order lots of bacon. It's vacuum sealed and freezes great. Bacon lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer. So you can you can stock up. Bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge. 
and up to six months in the freezer. So you, you got options there. Uh, maple pepper, French toast, chorizo, a lot of different options you have at your disposal. The bacon jam goes perfectly on anything. Hogue approves of this. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. People fight over it when we have it here at the studio. In scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. He will deliver to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He will get you the bacon on time. So contact Charlie the Bacon Guy at Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram at CZ the Bacon Guy on Twitter or hit him up at email Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com website to come soon. By the way, speaking of food, uh, Mark Carmen joining the show now, boy, you missed out on some good eating tonight oh, yeah. here at CHGO uh, Stonewall Kitchen coming through. Hooking us up all kinds of great seasoning that we had in burgers and some steaks. Steak taco I had was unbelievable. The burger was great. Mark, uh, you've officially been voted off the game day island. Yeah, you, we, are, you are you're not the, allowed to come back. You and Chase Claypool are the common denominator here. I mean, I think that's a reasonable decision at this point. <laughs> I uh, Bears haven't won in 347 days. I got COVID. Sit at home. They win. I don't see how I could ever be allowed back at this point. Until you have to have COVID the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything, a- anything to experience what we just got to experience. That was so unbelievably fun. That was it. Was it even by myself? With well, not quite by myself because Poppy the Puppy was here cheering on DJ Moore and company. It was really just a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to see the Bears playing great football. What a first half. Uh, I did have some freak out during the second half. I didn't understand how, you know, DJ Moore is the greatest player in the history of football, but somehow our plan coming out of halftime was to uh, run Justin Fields 7,000 times and then get Khalil Herbert killed and then get Kyrie Blasingame, make him Jim Brown. But it all worked out in the end, baby. So here we are. I mean, Mark, I mean, Mark, yeah. you're kind of on the clock at this point. Justin Fields is on pace for just a touch under 3,900 yards passing on the year. And we said, you said, if he passes 4,000 yards, you're going to shave your head just like I did here. You're going to be looking like me here in a few months if Justin Fields keeps his pace up. Well, I, I don't think we can minimize, and that is, hey, listen, if I've got to shave my head, i got to shave my head because I said I would. But I don't think we can minimize what's happened the last two weeks, even though it was against the Broncos. But the Commanders was a step up in class. Long way to go here. But he has made it incredibly interesting with a nice little bye week for them to further tweak things with the with I mean let's let's be real here his connection with Darnell Moody tonight was non-existent right he's got Cole him and Cole Komet have a good thing going on right now it's obviously the DJ Moore situation this offense though has still has room to grow to, to what Woot's saying and to what everyone's saying like he and what you were saying Hogue, he, he left some stuff out there so I, I'm super excited about it yeah, I mean, look, they scored 40 points in a game in which they literally didn't have a running back for most of the second <laughs> And an half. entire secondary out for the most part. But I'm just talking about the offense. Like, to put up that many points, yeah. and and I agree, like, Justin was great tonight, but he wasn't phenomenal. He missed some throws at the same time. And I thought the first play of the game, I thought that should have been a completion. I thought Darnell Mooney slowed down and didn't, didn't fully complete his route, might have had a touchdown on that. So 
it, that that's a good thing to coach on. Whenever you get a victory, and the problem here is the Bears, like, I, I really think the short week helped them get over that loss because it's so much better to coach, coach, make corrections after a win than it is a loss. And when you lose a game like you did Sunday and you got to spend, you know, two or three days combing through those errors and, oh, you just missed this, you just missed that. Like, they didn't even have time to do that. It was just like, okay, things were better. We blew it in the fourth quarter, but let's build off what was better, get to Washington, and keep doing that. And that's what they did. And they – and they, they, I mean, that offense was a, just a force to start this game. It was very, very impressive. And now they can go into this extended bye and look at everything that's happened over the last five weeks, all the bad, what has worked, kind of just come back together and – hopefully keep things moving in the right direction with all the good stuff and eliminate all that crap. Well, winnable games coming up, right? Minnesota, the Raiders. Uh, let's just start there with those two. Long, long damn NFL season, man, right? Uh, this is you, 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 the Bears. I'll just let's talk mathematics right now. I don't want to go too far, but the, the, re, the mathematics are they are capable of going 13 and four. That would be a good season. So, <laughs> so. I, I, look, uh, when you when you finally have unlocked the offense, and we haven't mentioned the defense tonight. Oh my God, did I see the Bears sending random players to the quarterback? Was that T.J. Edwards going back there? Was that Greg Stroman? I mean, it was unbelievable what they were doing. So this this you, I don't think you can understand how big of a night this was for Matt Eberflus. They moved forward from as bad of a loss as you could possibly have not just moved forward and had his team focused on getting a win but they also adjusted dramatically to things that they were doing wrong fourth and one can we please do the touch push we've been begging for it enough with the cold commit enough with the shotgun how many times did they line up fourth and one everybody held it around that's what we're doing i mean we saw the it you know he, he made logical adjustments and they executed it. I, a really great night for the flu. See, I, I give them a ton of credit. Yeah, I, that's... Wait the, a minute. Can we, I'm sorry. Dude, that defense okay. is horrible. I don't care, but they, but they called... Re, that's fine. But, but he's the defensive coordinator. No, which defense is horrible? The Bears. The Bears defense. It was better. You can't you say... You still trust that defense, be honest, because I don't trust them. They couldn't bring Sam Howell to the ground to save their lives. Yep, I'm, Hulk, I'm talking specifically about strategy. I've been begging, Bears fans have been begging them to blitz, send more. You can't get there. We saw it multiple times tonight. I mean, it's it, Matt Eberflus can't go out there and make but a tackle for again, I'm just asking people. I'm just asking people to raise their standards a little bit. It, taking not, this look, long not, to blitz, it's like no kidding. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right, but they hadn't done it. I, I understand it should have happened earlier. I'm not no no arguing. Uh, it was amazing that it hadn't. But finally, I just thought even late when they're bringing out guys who we've never heard of, he's like, "Blitz! Don't put that guy on an island. Let's go. Let's 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 live a little bit dangerously." I wish they would have lived a little bit more dangerously on the offensive side. By the way, the the capper to DJ Moore on third and two, it worked. I love to see it. I jumped off the couch. It's a very risky play. That that ball, that that it got tipped. That ball gets picked. It's uh, you know we could be having a whole different conversation here. 
but it didn't. DJ Moore made the play, and the Bears won the football game. I, I thought that was a very curious defensive call by Washington. They they basically brought everybody in, left no cover zero on the back end. They're expecting a run. It's third and two. The Bears don't have a running back. Like they, they must have just thought that Justin Fields was going to do a keeper there and run right up the middle. Be- and and I don't know if I don't. I'd have to go back and watch. I don't know if Fields has an opportunity to check out of anything there or if it's an RPO. But he takes. He goes to his biggest guy in the biggest moment, right? That's what we're asking for. Common sense football sometimes. You don't have a running back in the game. What's your best option to get yards here? Throw to your best player. And, yes, you're right. It was a little risky. But it turned out to be another touchdown, a long touchdown. And that's just like the common sense I think all Bears fans have been asking for sometimes. Fourth and a half yard, do the tush push. It works. Do it again. Do it again. And they did it three times. Like, just this, like that's all we're asking for here. Yeah, and 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 they did. I, I mean, I want to give the Fluce a big hug. How about in the missed field goal, the smile of the Fluce when he realized that, oh, my God. He it. <laughs> we're, I had a minor freak out after that. He needed it. I, I, I mean, they needed it. And, and there is that, the other side of the coin that is somewhat hard to accept because, like Hogue is saying, some of these – simple adjustments that they clearly needed to make weeks ago and we're we want to give them credit tonight because we're excited they won a football game but then there's the other end of the spectrum where you're like what the hell took you so long on some of these obvious adjustments on offensively third and short fourth and short doing the tush push blitzing you know uh defensively these are obvious adjustments that needed to be made and so you sit there at 0 and four now you're one and four and yeah, you want to just look forward, but there is a part of you that's like, damn it, if they'd have just won the goddamn Broncos game, we're looking at an opportunity to, to be 500. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. You, you do got to give Flues credit. He, if, they, if they had blown that game in the second half again, it, there's an argument that everyone gets fired into the sun blowing two straight games like that. They didn't. So now we look forward. You bring in guys here. You know, the secondary should get much healthier coming off the bye. I'd expect Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson to be back. Kyler Gordon's not too far behind after that. You know, I'm not sure. You know, I think Josh Blackwell's on IR, so it's going to be a little bit for him. But regardless, you know, it, it, there's some positives to take from it. You know, I thought Terrell Smith, the quarterback who really stood out at the start of camp, I thought he was all over the place tonight, you know, for a rookie you know, late round pick. So there's some positives there on the defense. Are they going to be perfect defensively this year? No, but if they just compete like they did last year with a much worse roster, you know, specifically defensively, that's all you ask for. And then offensively, you've got stuff. Like you guys are mentioning with DJ Moore, three touchdowns, eight catches, 230 yards. You want to talk about what he's on pace for? 91 receptions, 1,800 yards, and 17 touchdowns he's on pace for for the year. Braggs just learned math. I did not learn math. These are shout-out to Jacob Infante. Uh, he put that out there, and Rob Schwartz, well, our diehard, put the, the Fields one out there. But that is <laughs> what this team and these players are capable of. That's who we traded for in DJ Moore. So the Terrell Smith thing, if I, if I underline a couple of things you just said there, that's Super exciting. Yeah, you did. That was a lot. Uh, holy yeah, moly. We, 
You, well, I was you, quiet you, for a while, and then I just we start, we vomited make, from the mouth. And we now should you guys put like a. Uh, can we? Uh, a, I'm put a little. We should timer. have like a brags timer on the uh, screen sometimes. I, That's I, fine. I, I really, you don't this, want that because then I'll top it. Check out the super chat from Greg Bags Jr. <laughs> what the? Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Now I'm getting parody. Yeah. Super Look at him. He's in. He's Greg in the hot Bags tub. Greg Jr. In, in the hot tub in Indianapolis for the training camp. W and a forty point night. Unfamiliar territory. Hogue cracks a goose island open for me, please. Greg bags in a good mood tonight. That's right. No rants. No nah. bag on my head. Just good vibes. There was a mid-game rant about who is stealing your wild cherry. Yeah, Pepsis I am getting tired of that crap. Everybody's stealing my cherry diet cherry cokes here. At Put your name on it. Keep stealing them. You shouldn't be drinking that much soda. It's not good for you. All right, uh, look. Terrell Smith. Yes, I look. Hey, Ryan Poles, good job. The the Bears, and I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy because he has never been. But Strom was all over the field tonight too. I mean, getting picks, being in the backfield. The Bears secondary that was banged up, they showed out tonight. You know who's you know who's under my skin though. I'm, I I hate to I hate to go at anybody tonight, but but nine. Joquan Brisker does so much talking out there. What's the it, flapping thing? This, this thing. I'm like, you I, I are not. No, do you? You're not doing much, and you're doing a ton of talking. And we haven't won a game in 347 days. Like, I don't. There, it just. Can you? Can you just be a little bit more dialed back? But whatever. That's fine. That's him. It's cool. I just like this. I. But the rest of them back there were playing phenomenal. Thought they had a great night. I uh, you know you're, what? I'm you're gonna, not wrong. Tom. You're not. You're not wrong. But I'm gonna give Brisker I'm, credit, I, man. Playing through a hamstring, he made it through the whole game. Um, I also want to give out a game balls, which we sometimes do. Up, it's been so long we don't we forgot that we give game balls after wins. A game ball. Yeah, that's a. It's a. Um, I'd like to give one to, um, Khalil Herbert, who was playing really well before he got banged up. The play he gets banged up on, he shouldn't have been banged up on. I know I'm not. Trust me, guys, I am not trying to be hard on fields tonight, but that was another example of if you want him to go to the next level, he did a great job of sucking that DB in, trying to go over the top. You got to make the throw, man. And and it falls short, incomplete, and Herbert rolls his ankle trying to catch a bad ball. You got to make that throw. And Herbert still tries to come back in. He clearly was... They're down to no other running backs, and he's like, I got to try to play. I got to try to play. He tried one carry, cu- tried to cut, couldn't do it. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit, though. He had a good game before that. He tried as hard as he could to get back in the game, gutted it out, and just couldn't do it. So uh, my game ball goes to Khalil Herbert. My game seven ball points. So, hold on. Seven point, seven point six yards per carry. How about when he carried 17 guys another five yards? So that dude was freaking awesome tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, my game ball is going to – I could do the whole offensive line, but I want to go to Larry Borum specifically. You know, there was a lot of questions about could he – was he going to make the roster? Leaving minicamp, heading to training camp, Eberflew said to end minicamp, this is a big time for Larry Borum to step up. It almost felt like he was calling him out. He comes in as the swing tackle, immediately needed in that role with Braxton Jones getting hurt, you know. I, like I said, the the pocket being as clean as it was, the defensive front that Washington brings, 
I got a lot of respect for how Larry Borum stepped into this role and has helped create a nice pockets here for Justin Fields. I'm, I'm looking for a, a football that I can find, but it's not within uh, target of me. So uh, my game ball with this, uh, yeah, okay. I'm giving it to Cole Komet, man. Five catches, 42 yards, a touchdown, coming across the middle. That was a huge play at the end of the half to stamp that first half. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, we can go back around her and give one to DJ Moore, but the connection between Komet and Fields, and it's not because Cole Komet is going to be on the show tomorrow at noon, which we're super excited about. But that has – it's a beautiful development there. We've been waiting for it, and we're seeing it in different areas. Down the, down the seam, make yourself available, boom, right to Komet. Now in the red zone, a little bit of an edge on him. Justin with a beautiful throw. Those were some huge plays tonight. I, Cole Komet, you're on the board with a game ball. There we go. There's your game balls from tonight's game. A big win. Bears up 40, Washington 20. Now, I believe we have Matt Eberflus. We can, uh, let, we can let this go as long as we want. We've okay. The whole so thing. we have uh, the audio from his press conference uh, at FedEx Field. Here is the head coach after his first victory in almost 12 months. So uh, just got out of the locker room. Uh, guys did a nice job of... Uh, you know, sticking together, you know, during our adversity. And I told him the, the reason we could do that is because of the relationships we've built uh, in the building. And uh, the guys have always been tight, always been determined, and uh, super excited uh, about that. Um, and let me digress for a second. Uh, my condolences to uh, the Buckus family, uh, my, my deepest sympathies to them. Um, I had a, a, a several chances to visit with uh, Dick during the time that I've been here, and it's always great talking to him, you know, because he's one of my idols uh, growing up, uh, being a linebacker. And uh, we had some good talks about reading keys and, and a, lot, a lot of different things. But, uh, uh, again, my my condolences uh, to the family for sure there. Um, uh, in terms of the game, um, obviously the first half, nice job uh, with the offense, you know, scoring on every possession. I thought we played some really good complimentary football. Um, you know, getting a couple of three and outs there to start um, on, on defense. You know, I thought the defense played well. And really, it was about the ball. You know, I, I've always talked about that with the guys. And I know when I said to them, I said, when we get that right, we'll be right. You know, we were plus two uh, today. So that was a big part of it. Obviously, DJ Moore is going to be a big story. Uh, you saw in uh, his skill and talent level out there today. And, uh, you know, just an amazing player. And uh, Justin uh, does, did a really good job of feeding him today. I thought that was really, really nice. And, uh, you know, the offense operated good at the end. You know, to close out games, you're going to have to make, have to make plays uh, to finish the game, and that's the big big thing we needed. You know, and we built some momentum last week. You know, this is a whole new group um, that we have. You know, a lot of rookies. You know, we got a lot of free agents that are coming together, and we felt the momentum building uh, last week, and uh, we just needed to finish better. And the guys pulled together last week and, and did a nice job of finishing this game. You know, and every game's different. You know, you, you have a bunch of different set of circumstances. You know, the score, the time, uh, the skill level you're playing against. You know, so there's a lot of things that go into it. And uh, I want to commend our offensive line uh, really today because of all the lineup changes going against that defensive line. You know, because that was one of our key keys to victory was uh, being able to uh, do a decent job against that line. We knew they were going to have some pressures. You know, they had three sacks. But uh, Coach Morgan, you know, uh, Coach Steckel, 
uh, did an excellent job of shuffling those guys around there. Cody came in, did an excellent job at center. Uh, JT was in at guard. Tevin was just back. You know, so they did a really good job of uh, sticking together and, and giving Justin the time he needed to throw the ball um, during the game. So with that, I'll open up to questions. Yeah, what did you see from Justin tonight <coughs> overall? Yeah, I mean, just poise. You know, I saw poise the entire time. Uh, you can see him comf- being comfortable in the pocket, uh, going through his reads, um, you know, delivering the ball on time. But that takes everybody. You know, it takes the receivers, you know, being in the right spot. You know, it takes the protection. And uh, that's what I saw. And, uh, you know, my favorite play of the day was when he scrambled and slid at the end, you know, because that was, that was very uh, smart, you know, me being a defensive guy. Um, you know, to, to uh, get the clock out of there, you know, whittle the clock down. But uh, excellent job, and uh, he's, he's really learning uh, the position, learning the offense, and he's just growing. And now he's starting to get the fruits of his labor here the last couple of weeks, and we're just going to build on that momentum. How big were some of the contributions from the young guys on defense, like Strawman Smith getting turnovers? Yeah, yeah, that's big. You know, those guys are young. Um, you know, we're, we put them in there, and we, we have no problem putting them in there because they're talented players. and. And uh, they did a nice job. You know, we talked about, you know, everybody uh, taking a swing at it, you know, and they, they did a good job of taking it, you know, taking the ball away. So Stroman's interception was outstanding. You know, we were in a coverage that dictates him to follow that guy inside there like that. He did a nice job stepping in front of it. Um, you know, so that was really good. And then really Smitty's just will. You know, he just willed it to happen. And uh, the guys uh, was stayed up and did a great job of raking the ball out, you know, and then recovering it. So it was really, really good play. Or you what did it mean to walk into a winning locker room? Yeah, that's the way you get into coaching. You know, been coaching 32 years. You know, so uh, you know when I started doing it, I was uh, 22 and nine months. I was coaching the guys that I played with. You know, so that was a little weird, but um, it was it's fun because you get to see the smiles and the joy for their hard work. You know, all the staff members, the coaches. You know, it's a lot of work that you put into this. You know, we've gone through some adversity, uh, but we learn lessons from that adversity. You know, those those things harden you a little bit. You know, so. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be fun going forward. What were you feeling when DJ Moore broke away from that game-sealing touchdown in the fourth quarter? Like your own emotion. Yeah, I was right there. I saw it and uh, right there on the sideline. And, man, it's, he's just an amazing athlete to be able to uh, take that ball and then just, you know, you know, the way he catches and concentrates. You know, the guy tried to step in front of it, and uh, he just has great concentration. And that's every day he's like that. You know, so he's a true pro. Um, he's a har- our hardest worker, which is really, really cool to say, you know, because he's a really good player. And uh, he's a great example to model after. With the, with the understanding that the next game is a new game, what does the result like this do for your process? It's just, you know, you know, it's, it's really the... All right, I loved him pointing out his favorite play from Justin Fields in this game because I tweeted this at the time. Everyone was like, why didn't he run out of bounds? And instead he slid. It was right before halftime. And I tweeted, I'm like... I'm assuming he did that to keep the clock running to make sure Washington didn't get another possession. Right. And I was very impressed with either the IQ of Justin Fields to know that and or maybe both the coaching staff coaching that up. that, That was a... A very heads-up play by Justin Fields there to slide in bounds, keep that clock running when they still had timeouts to use. Their first and goal at that point, you know they could pretty much do whatever they need to do to score. They ended up scoring on the next play, if I remember right. But uh, I Flew's confirming there in his press conference that that was, uh, you know, 
uh, done with a purpose, a very smart purpose. Well, if you watched the uh, Chiefs play the Jets the other night, he's not, I mean, Patrick Williams is the first quarterback to do that. But I was wondering when he slid down, the game was over. It did it basically in the same exact spot. And so when Fields did that, I was like, was he watching Mahomes do that the other day? Because that looked awful damn ass similar. And it was super smart. Yeah, but smart. that was the thought- fourth quarter. This is going into halftime. And it wasn't like he was walking into a touchdown. It was either go out of bounds or slide down. Right. Right. I get it. Not not exactly identical, but I just thought it was – I thought it was a um, – well, first of all, I also thought they got a bad spot on it, but I thought it was a very smart play by him. Yeah, it's, it's the right play to make. So, I mean, yeah, if Mahomes did it fine or whoever, but that's what a smart quarterback does. And it just shows how under control he is here these last couple weeks. Uh, even the incompletion in the second half to Khalil Herbert – where he kept his eyes downfield, where it looked like he was going to scramble. A couple times last week where he did that, threw that touchdown to Cole Komet. He's using his legs, but it's it doesn't feel like it's this erratic pace. He's, you know, calm, cool, and collected and showing poise while he's maneuvering to wherever he's trying to get on the field and using his IQ to uh, to his advantage. And, and that's just just shows that it's slowing down for him I, I agree on that play I, I that was my exact thought like I, I wanted him to run it but when they showed the replay I was like didn't have it did everything right didn't make the throw which sucked and Adam you brought it up earlier he's got to make that throw but he it was the right play 100% the right play um I was just Herbert just- Herbert could have stopped too I mean, it wasn't a perfect throw. I'm not, he was wide open. You got to make that throw. I'm not sorry. saying he doesn't. He short armed that by like four or five yards, and I'm well, not. He, I'm, cer- I'm certainly not blaming him for Herbert's injury. That was a freak part of it. Um, and it was third down too. Like, it, or do the sidearm throw? I don't like. I don't know. But that ball's got to get to Herbert. His accuracy in general has got to get better. It just does. Yep. He he missed he missed Mooney a couple of times tonight. He missed more for he missed a touchdown to Mooney. He missed a touchdown to Moore. He missed the throw to Herbert. He had a great night too. So again, huge ceiling to where he can get to if it all comes together. And he's but, and he missed some throws. So we, I think what, as a Bears what, nation, we should all be able to talk about that. No, and right. absolutely. But what we're talking about here is how the floor is back to where it should be because he's too damn good. Like, this should be and, – and we're not nitpicking here. He's 15 for 29. So, like, he was just barely over 50% completion percentage tonight too. But this should – this is what we're talking about. Like, the floor should still be good. And he can still have much – you know, and, and let's be honest, a lot of the yardage tonight, 282. DJ Moore had 230 of that. Right. Justin Fields, two over 282. DJ Moore had 230, and a lot of that was yak. None of this is a criticism of Justin Fields. It is just the reality that what I've been arguing is that not that this was a bad game by any means, but the not-so-great game should be more like this, where it's like still like you're like, oh, yeah, you know, we have a good quarterback who can still play better. Like that should be what the floor is with the talent that Justin Fields has. So no one's complaining here. I'm happy we're here. I'm, I'm happy we're back to this point because this is what it should be having Justin Fields on your team, it should not look like the first three weeks. Well, 230 to DJ, 42 to Komet, and I don't I forget who had the rest. Does, I just want to underline one throw. The back corner 
touchdown pass just over the outstretched fingertips of the defender. You can't make a better throw than that. That was great. That was, it was a great catch. Phen- great catch great freaking throw that's what the top teams in the nfl their quarterback and receiver combo looks like the bears did that tonight so congratulations to all involved including you ryan poles all right (laughs) what you got something no i just people that no i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna go there i'm not even gonna go there what i was gonna make a joke about people that thought not having that first pick wasn't important you know we wouldn't have darnell Wright and dj moore and a future first round pick but i'll wait until they've won like six in a row and then i'll say that a bunch i'm not gonna say it tonight but i just said it so i said it i said it whatever you know what i mean it's not it's low-hanging fruit you know with one win but i'm just saying like a player of that caliber did anyone think trading the first pick was a bad idea no i'm not saying trading the first pick getting the first pick in order to being able to trade it was why that was so important to be able to make a move like that. Now you have a talent here like DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, a future first round pick that's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. So I'm just saying, like, wow, that's called a shot. Are you having a conversation with another person in your body right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't want to go I there yet. Think you I got to win a few more games, and then I'll talk my shit. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Well, who's that? What was that cartoon character with the dude that had the, the thing on his whatever? Anyway, keep going, Ho. Lead us to the front. Dude, the his thing on the whatever. Uh, okay. Well, why don't I tell you about Fubo TV? That sound good? <laughs> Sounds uh, great. Fubo has 140 plus live <laughs> channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. Uh, watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price start watching immediately with a free trial and there's no contract there's no cable there's no hassle you just sign up you start watching it's super easy a thousand hours of cloud DVR is included at no extra charge others will charge you for that Uh, watch local teams while you're traveling that might be the best part and uh, got a lot coming up here plenty of college football this weekend what a great weekend to just enjoy some football Bears are off the calendar you can watch Sunday all day um, check out some of these other teams in the league, NFL Network, Red Zone, on Fubo. Uh, for the soccer crowd out there, we got the UEFA Euro qualifiers. So plenty of good stuff on Fubo. Watch all your favorite college football in the NFL with Fubo. Fubo, excuse me. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Speaking of, like, streaming sports how come i didn't get invited to the whiskey cigar party that was going on on the patio seriously that's messed up i'm sorry a private invitation out there it was a vip thing going on you know i guess you're not hollywood enough mr mansion okay i drive a truck with a rear without (laughs) you don't drive you got rid of the truck no you drove a truck without a rear view mirror yeah that's true so you're saying I'm not Hollywood? I'm Hollywood now. I don't know what you are. Because I get to sit next to the man. Is there still whiskey out there? I I didn't see any whiskey. We there was a whole bottle c- out oh, there. Okay, I didn't. It was dark out there, but we were smoking cigars and we had the game on the iPad and we it was it was a good vibe out there. Everybody needs to stay in their stations for the next game. We got to have Matt Peck and you know yeah. uh, you know. Herb Cody Lawrence and, Herb. and Cody That's their names. on the live watch along. Well, I just want to make sure I got everybody right. Hogue, you're over there. Carm, you're at home. 
I'm out on the patio, and that's how we're going to win. This is how we win. By the way, the Bears played so much better in the first half when you were over there with me. They Don't got let worse the facts when you went get on the, the patio. way of a good story. Do you have anything else you need to tell anybody, Braggs? Let's keep it rolling. Do I, what do I? Wow. What? Tell anybody. What? Do you, do you have any more ad reads to do? He said we got to keep it going. Tell people how to be a diehard. While I go t- see if I was imagining that bottle yeah, of whiskey. Yeah, go get that whiskey. And while Hoag's getting the whiskey, maybe we'll do a victory shot. I'm going to tell everybody this is as good a time as ever to become a diehard right now. Get on board while the Bears go on a run here for the rest of the 2023 season. Do you believe Adam Hogue is going to be putting out his newsletter, puts it out every day, even though he says he doesn't do it every day, and it's exclusive only to diehards. There is, what is that, Woodford Reserve or Angels and Angels Envy? Angels and okay. How did you not see this out there? Well, it's dark out there. and Where did it come from, though? It's not even open. And, and like I said, you become a diehard, you get a CHGO shirt right out the gate for free discounts on any future purchases on shirts you get a discount on our tailgates our tailgates have been amazing the official chgo tailgate best in the city at the corner of wabash and cermak with our friends over at the chicago bears tailgating club all you can drink goose island beer all you can eat firewater barbecue as good as it gets october 15th divisional opponent against minnesota let's keep this train rolling come on out to our tailgate it's a lot of fun get to hang out with the chgo bears gang and all the different chgo personalities we have a lot of fun with the fans throwing bags doing the damn thing mark's gonna have his uh grades for the game out exclusive only to diehards we have a discord chat where you can hang out with fans talk to them more nuanced conversation had there we do happy hours where fans come together on a zoom with me Hogue, Corey wooten uh, mark the last time we did a zoom he brought carlos zambrano on that was amazing holy crap that was awesome carlos and freaking brano and Corey wooten were on the last happy hour <laughs> carlos and freaking brano carlos zam freaking brano i was totally fanboying out so i mean that's the kind of stuff you get becoming a diehard and that's just for the bears that's not even included in all the advantages you can have for all the other Chicago sports that we cover here at CHGO. So get on board now. Justin Go Fields, to allchgo.com. Uh, Shut up, Carm. Go to allchgo.com <laughs> to sign up. <laughs> that, that, that is a fine, and, um, and for a transcript of that read, you can write Braggs at braggsneverstoptalking.com. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Justin Fields was at the podium, and he – apparently was in agreement that DJ Moore did not go out of bounds on that play. So he didn't. Well, that was weird, man. I, I that's I, fine. By the way, there is, there is a head coach on this football team that can throw a challenge flag. You know, that, that's, that's a thing. No, I don't, but, you can't but, challenge it though, Carm, because they blew the play dead. Yeah. That, so there's nothing they can, there's nothing they can do about it. Even if the, fair, they pro- okay. even fair if they enough. prove it, they can't say, okay, it would have been a touchdown. And that's he, where I've seen this so many times in the league. Don't call the play, play dead because all touchdowns are reviewable. It would have ended up being a touchdown. You could have reviewed it, and there would have been no consequence to it. But you blow it dead, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, and also, I, so first glance, I, like, didn't see a referee. And I'm like, how far away was that ref to, like, say that he saw him out of bounds? And then I finally looked at it again closer and actually – he was right freaking there. I know. So that's why I couldn't see him because he was right there. And we never got moving the... backwards. So, so well, well, here's the thing though: we never got a good angle. That's what I'm so saying. So maybe the ref was right. Maybe the ref was. Wait for the Zapruder film to come out. 
That's what I'm going to say. Yep. Well, here's the here's the deal. I bet you that they already had access to some film post game that shows whether or not he was in or out. Um, <laughs> and and if if the Bears had lost, we would have been demanding that film. But if you're ref, I just uh, I'm sorry. I thought the I, I do I want to say the refs did a great job on the Tyreek Stevenson pass interference, non-pass interference. It's very rare that I've ever seen Finally. three. Re- yes, three refs get together, have a conversation. What did you see? What did you see? And lastly, what did you see? And then uh, the, the broadcast, uh, Herbstreit thought that they got it wrong. I thought they got it right. Pass was uncatchable. Tyreek Stevenson's r- running normally. That, that, that would have been a ridiculous call. I, and I, w- I was amazed that, that we had like a moment in time where the referee just, just sat there and they figured it out all by themselves and, and in my mind made the right call. I, I've been ranting for years about this. Please stop rewarding shitty balls yes. with pass interference calls. Underthrown, there should just be an automatic no PI on any ball that's underthrown by at least five yards. Sometimes underthrown balls are good. Like, you know, when you're trying to go back shoulder and everything, you're trying to, by design. But if, if a wide receiver is adjusting just a little bit, to a back shoulder ball, that's different than a ball that's up there like a duck spinning, underthrown by like six, seven yards, yep. and and you're putting a DB literally in a no-win situation. And that's, yes, okay, get your head around. But even if they get their head around, there's going to be contact because the ball is underthrown by that much. It should never be pass interference. I hate that, I hate that, I hate that, I hate that. And I was amazed that I, I you, can't remember the last time – that they threw a flag on that and then actually got together and said, no, never mind. I thought that was great officiating because it really should be ne- – they shouldn't even be allowed to throw flags on those. It, it was. And, look, the game's moving fast. You got to make a decision in the second. He throws the flag. And then, okay, let's get together. We don't need to even go to the thing. Sprague's bump, bumping out the whiskey. Why not? I just don't even know where that, where that came from or whose it is. Who cares? Well, because you we need a, a goddamn football game. <laughs> do, you need, do you need a glass or are you just going to slug out of that? I would love a glass. Yeah, with probably some ice a glass. In it. I mean, yeah. it's not thank, my thank bottle. You. Appreciate it. Once again, Carm. I like, I like that. Just missing out here. As, as, my, as my trophy list looms in the background, bringing home the title with the ball that's signed. You guys just having the time of your life over there, busting out whiskey, eating all the good food as I sit here by myself with Poppy the Puppy. Don't worry about it. It's well, all right. Look, we miss you. We're not used to being in the winner's lounge, as they call it here at All City. <laughs> it's a new experience for us. What is this place? <laughs> it's nice. And uh, you know I, what, though? I, I feel bad. I, I think on my way home, I'm going to stop by your place bring you like some chicken noodle soup and a shot of whiskey. Yeah. You'll feel you great know, by uh, tomorrow. That'd be lovely. It would, you know, when you were coming down tonight, when you had extra time stopping by car, I'm so sorry. You're sick. I'd love to bring you over to the matzo ball, a chicken noodle, a crepe block or something. Uh, you know, if I, d- I didn't get a call from Braggs, didn't get a call from Hogue. I mean, Corey Wooden probably was, was thinking about coming from Jersey before you guys were even considering it. There it is. What? Yeah, that's great. You know that's what? Great. Yeah, got you. I got no comeback. You're right. I'm, bad, <laughs> I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. He's right. I'm a bad friend. I was too worried about the show. I was too worried about planning the show once I found out my wingman wasn't here. 
Uh, you, yep. you're, you're doing a great job. I'm super, I, I'm, I'm super bummed. I can't be there to have a little whiskey with you. And I'm also super happy the bears won a game. And as far as I'm concerned, as you just put the tailgate up there, we got, we got Minnesota cheers to that. Uh, Minnesota and the Raiders coming to soldier field back to back tailgates, save the season, baby. Long year. I said they'd start slow. They did. I didn't think it'd be this bad, but it was. But the the team is, is uh, they're still competing, big yep. time. So let let's see how we let's see what can happen here. I believe we're going to hear from Justin Fields coming up here uh, momentarily. In the meantime, I do have to say that tailgate coming up against the Vikings feels a little bit feels a bit of a different vibe already with the victory. Now, Carm. The only good thing about Bragg's going outside for the second half was that he spent the entire first half complaining about the loss to the Broncos. That he couldn't enjoy what was happening on the football field because he was—it just made him feel worse about the fact that they blew blew the game against the Broncos. I get it. Like they would have been two and three, feels a lot different than one and four, but. Uh, just enjoy the moment there, buddy. Yeah, Are look, you over that or no? The- mm-hmm. okay. Now, I won't okay. forgive the coaches for that until they go on a streak here. I mean, they had an opportunity there, and, and, and this game only proves that more. They have turned the corner, and instead they slipped on the banana peel, and it makes this <laughs> climb up the mountain even more daunting. So... You know, it's not impossible. They just are making it so hard on themselves. And all this railing against the coaching staff that we've done, to me, the more this team shows that they're capable of it and it's not a talent, it shows that that railing against the coaching was justified. And and for as much as you want to give them credit, it's 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 almost the opposite. It's it's what the hell were you doing for the first four weeks, first three and a half way, whatever you want to say. And it and so it, it is hard. I will take the win and enjoy it and and enjoy this weekend where the Bears have won a game on su- and on Sunday enjoy the rest of the league. But at the same time, it's like God dang it, guys. But eyes forward, eyes forward, Ray Beza. I got your back, man. We're here. I'm back. Let's get to Minnesota. Let's win another goddamn football game. Definitely need that timer. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just another fucking layer of shit I have to do over here. I don't know if it's going to happen. I You're going to do it. <laughs> it, it, it if uh, Lord knows that uh, we never would have the rally cry. If they had only started one and three, man, we would have had something. They just needed to win one of the first four to feel a lot better. I, guys, but I just, I, well, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Carmen. I just, I, I don't. I'm not there yet in like, so what? Let's not lose sight of what matters here. It's the quarterback, and it's the overall progress throughout this season. We all said that there was a range between 7 and 10 wins. So maybe they win 7 instead of 8 if they get this thing back on track. Does that really matter? Well, let's go there then. Let's let's go there. I mean, Brian Baldinger said here on our show, he comes here comes on our show every week on Wednesdays. This week it was on Tuesday because of the short week. And we asked him the question, if the bear because the Bears currently have the number one pick with the Panthers pick. 
And we asked him, if the Bears have the number one pick, is there any threshold that Justin Fields can surpass that you would not draft Caleb Williams? This was a hot-button conversation on Twitter yesterday on Bears Twitter. Oh, my God. So, I swear to God, if someone brings up Caleb Williams' name, I'm going to lose okay, my mind. But it's, it, it is week five. The I get, draft is over six months away. If I get one more DM about who do you think the Bears are going to draft with number one, they don't have the number one pick. We don't know if they're going to have the number one pick. And all that matters right now is what Justin Fields did tonight against Washington, which was a lot better. And it was better on Sunday. And now he's got eight so touchdowns in four days. Can we just focus on this season? So you won't even entertain the the – the scenario because it's no, just it's no, a no point. get no, back to me in no. like a month no we're not talking about caleb williamson i literally want to jump through the screen and 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 and, and strangle you no caleb williams talk none I, I, the guy just had a great, great, well i get it but th that's why it's it's now it's leaning the pendulum is swinging towards fields. That's why I wanted to have this conversation, but you guys won't even have the hypothetical conversation. <laughs> I didn't want to have and it Sunday. What, I'm, at, what I'm trying to ask you guys is, is he on a trajectory that wipes away any consideration of that? Even I don't if they know. Have He's had pick? two good games after three bad games. Well, that's yes. what we do here, yes. guys. You predict. Yes, yeah. yes you know, he is. Braggs, he is. He is. His last two games are the trajectory that would get him there. That, and you know the Bears are going to win a lot more football games if he keeps playing like this. If he keeps getting better, he abs I, I will answer that question. His trajectory is is exactly that. It will take them out of the. They won't have the pick. He's going to play better. Um, and I give him a ton of credit too. This guy, his press conference this week was phenomenal. He he came out and he played big again tonight. He played he played big on Sunday. He's been carrying a ton. He's dealt with he's he's I think he learned a lot from his little moment where he called out the coaches and or whatever you want to call what he's what he did and then he apologized and then he got then he was super quiet and now he's coming back out of it. Like I think the guy's been has just gone through a ton here and it backs up what they said about him, that he has the backbone to be able to be a quarterback in this town, which is an awful tough spot to be in, especially when you've lost, when you had lost 14 damn games in a row and he's, and he's come through it. All right. Well, I believe we can hear from the quarterback and what he had to say after this game. And a lot of people are talking about his press conference and just the general mood seemed to be a lot different. So here he is QB one, Justin Fields. I am not hearing anything. Not good. Okay. That's uh pause. He, Let's try that again. He, All right. He well, he looks good. <laughs> it looks good in that Look photo. Good, play good. Yeah. Uh, um I guess we'll try that again in a second. And we're also gonna get Nicholas Moriano uh from FedEx Field here momentarily as well. He'll be joining us. So um regardless though, like I know this is hard for everyone to do. I know it started really, really bad, but like All that matters right now is that he takes these good vibes into this next week. Yep. You got a winnable game against Minnesota. But honestly, I'm not sure it's one I expect him to win. I still think the Vikings are decent. Um, they just beat Carolina, right? We'll see what they do this weekend. But it's you just want to keep building, right? Game by game. And they're not all going to be perfect. Just like tonight was not perfect. Brick and by what, brick? Brick by brick. Are we back to brick by brick? Can we say that again? Hey. 
One brick at hey, a time. Hey, Braggs. Braggs. Yes, sir. The, the Minnesota game, if, if they had lost tonight, you wouldn't have cared. Minnesota game, they won tonight. You're going to care, baby. It, it matters. I definitely you, care. I definitely, I'm always going to dream, you know, even if it always feels impossible. Bears fans want hope. Bears fans want something to be excited for, and they've given that to us here. Even going into this game, I wasn't dreading watching the game tonight. I was excited because the quarterback had just thrown four touchdowns a few days ago. I wanted to see if he could do it again, and guess what? He did it again. So, yes, I am all in. I want Justin. The reason I want to talk about the hypothetical scenarios that drive everybody crazy is because I want him to overcome it and be the guy that is our franchise quarterback and draft other players in the first round with those two picks. Draft a tackle. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Draft a three technique. Don't worry about the goddamn quarterback because we got our guy. That's what I want. In these last two weeks, I do agree. He's moving into that trajectory as long as this pace continues 100%. So it's exciting. But, you know, the, the turnaround from the first three games to these last two games, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's only the Bears can be that much different from as pitiful as they were to as great as they've been, at least offensively. Well, th that was the, uh, the, the consensus response of, in the first half on Twitter. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Well... All right, let's uh, let's try one more time here with, with Justin. Um, you know, the first the first attempt was like the first incompletion in a game, and then the next one was great. So we're gonna hit our fifty-eight yarder to DJ Moore right here, quarterback Justin Fields. Or we're not. No, apparently okay. not. Why don't we go to Nick then? We're gonna talk. I could talk for 20 seconds. 20 seconds? That's a shit. That's easy. 20? <laughs> Apparently, it's 30 seconds away. You can't. What's 30 seconds away? You could not. Justin Fields is 30 seconds away, so that means I get to go on another 30-second rant. Is that oh. what that means? No, you've never had a 30-second rant in your life. They're you've normally had like five a minute, minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. There we go. You know, um, it's a feeling you know, that you know, we, we all had after the game. It's a feeling that you... Just never wanted to end, so um, you know, just just proud of the way you know all the guys came out and played tonight, and um, you know, O line did, did the thing versus the dominant D line. Um, they showed out. Um, really, just just everybody, you know, running backs did their thing, uh, receivers of course did their thing too. So, just proud of everybody. Justin, there was a lot of tension in the second half when they were making their comeback. How did it feel to see DJ running away with the ball at the end and knowing that that was going to be it? Yeah. Uh, it's a sign of relief for sure. Um, you know. I think we just had to reset. Uh, of course, the drive where we had a false start, you know, everybody was kind of jumping around a little bit, but it just went over to the guys and just said, you know, calm down. You know, we're in a great position. Defense is going to go out there and do their thing. And um, they did. Uh, got a stop. And, um, you know, of course, when DJ made that catch and his run, it was it was pretty much game over by then. So, uh, you know, heck of a play. Great catch. Um, great protection up front and executed it well. Do you, think he, do you think he stepped out on the other play? I, I, I couldn't see it, but... Um, I think they should have just let it, you know, let it play out and then, of course, review it and then overturn it. But they usually do that. I'm surprised they didn't. But, um, no, nah, I, 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 I'm going to go with him and say that he didn't step out, even though I couldn't see it at all. But he didn't think he stepped out. But, he, had yeah. the, he had the majority of your yardage today, and, and he should. I mean, you're throwing to him all the time. He's there for that reason. What does that change about your game to have 
the best receiver that you've played with during your career? Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes my job easier. Um, you know, they, they left him one-on-one more times than I thought they would tonight. So, uh, you know, when you always have him one-on-one, um, you know, he's going to win 95% of the time. So, um thankful for him to be honest he makes my job way easier so uh yeah i mean he, he showed up tonight eight catches for 230 like that's that's a crazy stat right there so uh he, he definitely did his thing tonight for sure the first third down that gets him for 58 can you just walk us through that play there yeah i mean that was just a pure progression left to right um got one high on that and um he was just one-on-one like i said again so one-on-one he uh double move at the top got the corner off of him and then he was just wide open so um, yeah, I mean, great protection because, I mean, you definitely need time on that play for that, you know, route to develop. Great protection up front. And, of course, he routed up the corner at the top. So, I mean, made my job easier. Uh, you know, buddy was wide open. So, yeah. Just as far as throwing to DJ, have you gotten more, I don't want to say forced it to him, but have you gotten more aggressive throwing to him than you were in the first couple games? Um, not really. I mean, you know, I think. Uh, my biggest thing to Luke is anytime we can give him the ball, you know, he's get him the ball because one, one, he's a great receiver. We all know that. But, you know, two, just with the football in his hands, you know, he's able to make guys miss, you know, like you saw in that. Uh, he think he had like a 10-yard stop right or whatever. Caught it, made the, made the uh, corner miss, broke the tackle. So um, anytime you can give him the ball, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to, you know, be good for Good for us, for when sure. It's a ten-point game in the fourth quarter, and you have that drive that you lead them down. Like, how important is that for you to be able to put a team away on the road and get that? Yeah, I mean, it's really important. Um, I was just, you know, preaching to the O line before the drive started. Like, touchdown, touchdown, seals the deal right here. So, um, you know, glad we were able to go out there and do it. Um, like I said, they protected their butts off all night against a, a great defensive line. Proud of those guys for the work they put in. You know, um, really just proud of everybody. You know, proud of. Everybody blocking the outside noise out and um, really just working. So um, really a, a tribute to, to everyone in the building for doing that. Blasting game had more carries tonight than he'd ever had in his career combined, something like that. Do, what's to say that he was able to step up when you guys ran out and run back? Yeah, I mean, he's a ball player. You know, you can put him anywhere and he's going to, you know, know what to do. Um, you know, he's just a football player. Um, put him at tight end, receiver, running back, fullback, and, you know, he's going to get the job done. So uh, proud of him for stepping in doing his job and uh, really just, you know, carrying the run game late late in the game. Back and try, you know, on the one play, just shake his head and yeah. go off. Is that hard to watch? Um, I mean, I asked him on the sideline how he felt. He said he felt good enough, but, you know, he came in, and then, of course, I didn't see him after that. But, um, you know, I'm just thinking he's getting a break. But um, I kind of got it after, you know, he didn't come back in. But, you know, it just shows you what kind of person he is, uh, how much he loves this game, how much he loves the team. So, um, you know, just just the amount of you know effort and try that you know he was able even able to you know come back on the field and just just try to try to play with his brothers out there. That's a you know um, you know we we see that as a as a team. So that makes us want to play harder for him. And um, you know um, I should have just made a better throw so he wouldn't have got hurt. To be honest, but proud of him regardless. So yeah. you, you tried to lower your shoulder. All right, what I, I I had trouble hearing that at the end. Did he say that? Was he, talking he owned about it, man. Yeah. He owned so, it. He, he, so this is what I want to get it because I'm getting DMs already. Guys, The no one here is – here's how I know J- Justin Fields is back because we're back to before the season when you can't even point out the <laughs> obvious incompletions that he should make without getting jumped on. We're back, baby. I can tell I'm getting DMs right now. Why are you being so hard on Justin Fields? He just said it himself. 
The same thing. No one here is killing him for a bad game. He had a great uh, game. Everybody's uh, happy here. We're still going to point out the misses from time to time. And he's doing it himself. That's how I know he's back, though, baby, because we have come. Woo, that happened quick. Th Sunday pregame, you couldn't say a single nice thing about the guy. Now now everybody is uh, is back. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I had to go out there and beg Bears fans not to boo because this is what we got every time we ever said something. You know, it wasn't great today at training camp. You suck, Carmen. You don't know what you're talking about. He was amazing. Okay, all right. I'll stop talking about it because it's the, the fan base is way too sensitive. But uh, oh, and then, I mean, since the stand with fields eight touchdowns 750 yards that's passing. right baby if anybody wants to send me a christmas card over here hanukkah too uh for you know basically saving the <laughs> franchise and the quarterback i you eh. know we, we can have a debate over who gets the most credit i guess nah, i don't think we I'm can giving it to, i'll give it to carm okay thank you thank you okay he's a professional hater and he he found his little cold Grinch heart and believed I, in something for once. You will take that back. I <laughs> do not appreciate that in any way, shape, or form. I love you guys. I know Nick's there. Yeah, so, we, we got to get to Nick. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say goodbye, but I miss you guys. Thank you for getting me in here, even in, my, in the doldrums that I'm in over here. So um, Rest up. Bears win, baby. Uh, looking forward to talking to Cole tomorrow. I don't, I'm assuming that I... We'll have to figure that part out. But at any rate, it's awesome. We'll, we'll, uh, we're back in, baby. So uh, Bears fans, sleep well tonight. Gentlemen, pleasure. Braggs, congratulations. Can't wait to see everybody at the tailgate a week from Sunday. Let's go. All right. There he is, Mark Carmen. Nobody tell him that there's no tailgate this Sunday, but he can still go. Well, he, he meant. I know. I was just, I'm sorry. 15th. I'm just joking. He can have his own tailgate Sunday <laughs> if he wants. Um. In the meantime, Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are in your cannabis jersey journey or jersey. Uh, easy online ordering and in-store pickup. That's what Sunnyside has for you, a great transparent loyalty program as well called Sunnyside Rewards. They are Illinois' favorite dispensary and their house of brands includes Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Florical, Wonder, and Remedy. Through October 15th, you can head to Sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. Not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers, though. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. We have Nick. We understand his we, connection yeah. there at FedEx Field is a little spotty. Oh my so, god, yeah, it's, uh, that's ridiculous. He, I, I literally just texted that his shot looks crisp, and then he's just sitting here, and, and it's like it is going in and out. But we'll try this. Okay. So let's see here. Nickety, Nick, you got us. Nickety Nick, hold on one second. Let me hit the thing here. Okay, go for it, Nick. Nick, you got us. What's up, you guys? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Right. Yeah, loud and clear. It's a I mean, little delayed, so I'm, I'm just going to listen to what you guys say and uh, make this work. It's weird. The shot looks beautiful. No, it's all good. We could deal with the delay. Uh, tell us what we missed right off the bat from uh, from the locker room. I'm assuming it was a much different vibe tonight. Yeah, even before we got into the locker room, you guys, Cole Kometa, our guy, he just gave the most 
the biggest and most like ferocious hug I've ever seen anybody give a hug to is one of the Bears personnel people embraced them and like man if that was me he probably would have broken like half the bones of my body but he you could just feel the excitement from a guy like Cole Komet and then just trickled down to to guys like Jaquan Brisker who was sitting next to Eddie Jackson just saying man we needed that we needed that and you could just feel the energy that look the, the last time I, I was in a winning locker room was in New England a long long time ago it had very similar vibes to that and there was also just I think a sense of relief when it got into the second half and you know the Bears offense kind of stalled a little bit Washington was kind of coming back but they were able to close it out and eventually win it but winning vibes you guys winning vibes for sure well, I mean, to me, the one of the big storylines outside of Justin Fields and DJ Moore is the adjustments that they continue to make. What did you think of the the fourth and shorts, third and shorts, where they did the tush push instead of trying to get too creative? Yeah, so Justin was asked about like those plays and was asked, are they new? And he said, no, it's not nothing that's new, but they've, they've had it for a while, but they were just able to really execute it tonight. And, you know, credit to the Bears for winning on first and second down to setting up in a position to be in those third and shorts where you can, you know, execute that type of play where, you know, obviously we see the Eagles run it. They run it very effectively, but so do the Bears. And when you have a big quarterback like Justin Fields, there's no need to – you know, go cute with like getting your tight end involved. Just do that kind of that type of play, and they were able to execute it this time. So it's something that they've always had, but they were able to really just the the P's and Q's. You guys really executed in tonight's win over the Commanders. Nick, I think you got a chance to talk to Darnell Mooney. Um, I, I am just kind of intrigued because he did not have a catch tonight. He's, you know, statistically not off to a great start this season, but his first tweet on Twitter right after the game is loving DJ Moore and his outstanding game. I just, to me, I, it just embodies why his teammates love him so much because for wide receivers that constantly want the ball, and obviously I think everybody, everybody would like to see Darnell get the ball more. He probably wants the ball more. Um, what was he like in the locker room? Because he's he certainly still seemed uh, very happy with his teammates huge game yeah i mean look it was darnell mooney who was happy jaquan brisker tj edwards justin fields like everybody feels this excitement for dj more matt Eberflus, you know praised him so many times when he was at the podium for, for dj who was right next to uh darnell mooney when um we were talking to him he, he just smiled and looked over at dj like you know you helped us get this victory you can kind of just sense that as he was looking at him and even though he didn't have those catches uh for darnell mooney but i think he's just grateful that you know he does have somebody else that could you know pick up the slack if if you know they need to but it feels better i think for darnell when he even though he didn't end with any catches that you know they got they finally got a victory so i think that's it's dj moore i think is one of the most well-respected well-liked guys in this locker room because regardless of who you talk to from everybody on the team to you know the personnel people the coaches they only have good things to say about dj moore so it's definitely something that's very common throughout that bears locker room uh, moving to the defensive side of the ball i mean somebody that really stood out to me is terrell smith what did you think of his performance tonight did the coach have anything to say about him 
Yeah, I mean, he made obviously a really big play with that that fumble, forced fumble, and the fumble recovery. But um, Matt Eberflus, you know, praised him and Greg Stroman for stepping in and making big plays when they needed to. Jaquan Brisker also had really nice things to say about um, both those guys and just being able to step in when the secondary really needed it. Right, they were down some guys, and obviously in a game like this, you need everybody to contribute when their number is called upon and. You know, that they have it for Terrell Smith and, and also Greg Stroman and key plays throughout the game, you guys. But um, I think it was Jaquan Brisker who was saying about Greg Stroman. He's like, you know, he, he should be in the front running for NFC player of the week for how he's been playing. And he, and he even like said last game, too. But this should be like he should be in consideration. He really likes his play. And, you know, I, I agree with him. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things that you're seeing from some of these guys that you're not expecting. But. You know, when you're a Bears team that's desperate for a win, everybody needs to, to really do their part to get that victory. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no one goes over 230 receiving yards this this uh, weekend. Um, maybe someone will prove me wrong. If they do, I hope they're also on my fantasy team like DJ Morris. Um, Nick, anyone else from the defense? So the defense to me still, I don't know. It, they're I know they ended up with three D-line sacks by the end of the night. Those all came late in basically garbage time where they knew they could tee off. It's good they finally brought those guys down, but there were still way too many missed tackles, way too many missed sacks. I guess only giving up 20 points is a victory. It's been a while since they've done that. But where do you feel like they – what was the vibe that they gave off? I know you talked to TJ Edwards in the locker room, guys like that. Um, I'm sure they're happy about the win, but did they really feel did it? Did they seem like this was like a, a, a breakout performance for the defense? I don't know if they felt like it was a breakout performance, Adam, but I would definitely say they were obviously happy with the result. And I asked TJ, like he he was mentioning in his press conference or when we spoke to him in the locker room that they're able to finish well. And I asked him, well, was there something done after the Denver Broncos game? Did you guys talk about anything differently so that you could finish? And he just said that the group knew they had to. Had to make more plays in the second half, obviously being a short week, but also they wanted to jump on, you know, the commanders early so that they can put themselves in a position to have a lead and to also, you know, put them in a position to ultimately win the game. But I don't know if they, they thought it was a breakout, but they were definitely excited for the victory. Like Jaquan Brisker was um, very vibrant. You can definitely hear him in the locker room and I don't know if you guys noticed this on the TV copy, but every time there's a play made by the defense, you see like Juquan doing something with his hands, kind of getting in the face of opposing offensive players. And I asked him about them, like, where does that come from, Juquan? Why are you always, why are you always talking shit, basically? He's like, that's just who I am, man. I'm from Pittsburgh. Like, that's just what we do. Juco, I have that in my blood, he said. So he wants to let every opposing, you know, player know that. And, so I think that resonates when when he's out there on the field making plays and you know talking smack to the other team. Another guy that we've really been singing the praises of for a while now, Andrew Billings. How about the day he had? Yeah, I mean the first third and one, you guys, right? He shoots the gap, is able to get that tackle in the backfield. I mean, Andrew Billings has been. I mean, the best defensive player for the Bears consistently throughout the first five games, I would say, just given what he was, I think, asked to do and what he is doing for this Bears defense. So he's been a nice addition. I know that the rookies, Trevon and obviously Zach, look up to a guy like that because of, you know, again, what he's capable of doing. But 
Yeah, he's he's uh, continuing to stack up games and looking like a really good addition to that defensive line. And, you know, one of the more underrated signings in terms of your contract. But Andrew Billings, he's uh, continuing to do work down there. I, I can't wait to watch the defensive uh, film from this game because I, it looked to me like Javon Dexter was flashing a little bit more, getting a little bit more penetration. Interested to see the snap counts when they come out tomorrow morning and, and where that all shook out because I really feel like he's sort of an X factor for this defense to potentially get better as the season goes along. If he can continue to be that three technique that I think they're hoping he can be, um, and he just didn't play enough last week. I know Iberflu said they had less plays overall, fine, but his percentage snaps was down too. Uh, it seemed like he played more today. It seemed like he flashed a little bit more today for me, and um, but I think the film will either uh, confirm or dispute that. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously he needs to be a, a huge contributor on this this defense, being the 53rd overall pick and being somebody that, you know, I think it's going to be counted on when you, you maybe lose a Justin Jones or even an Andrew Billings down the road. Like, this is a guy that's going to have to play significant snaps and be a, a big-time contributor. But I think we've seen Javon Dexter, when he has played, get better with his snap and just being more consistent. He still comes up a little high, but I'm looking forward to watching the tape as well, Adam. Uh, Nick, any update on injuries? Any sense for how bad Khalil Herbert's um, ankle might be? I mean, is this something that – I know it's early, but did, did Flues have anything to say about those? Yeah, he didn't have an update right at the moment when he was asked about Herbert and why he went in, and then, you know, one play after he gets in, he kind of comes back out. So I think we're going to wait on that. But Khalil Herbert, he did – talk to certain members of the media in in the locker room so i you know maybe that's a good sign but they're gonna have to wait to see on the details of that ankle because it was heavily wrapped and obviously he could not plant on it um when he got into the game well if there's any good news i guess it's that they have a little bit of an extended break here um before playing the vikings uh they need it roshan johnson went out with a concussion travis homer Mm -hmm. um they're gonna probably have to activate deontay foreman in the next game depending on some of these injuries so at least they have that depth with foreman who's been inactive um that's a good sign and maybe tevin jenkins conditioning will be a little bit better um perhaps things trending in the healthier direction but they are really hanging on by a thread late in this game um and uh, it felt like one of those games, not that it was in danger of going to overtime, but you're starting to think about overtime and how banged up they were. It was like, I don't know if they can completely hang around, but the Bears hung on, got the victory. Nick, great job out there. Uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, real quickly. So I was able to ask Justin Fields about his uh, attempted truck stick. I don't know how what you guys thought about that play. But I, I asked him, like, Justin, what are, you, what are you thinking on that play? What are you thinking of doing there? And he's like, well, and he's smiling when he's saying this, you guys. He's like, I pick and choose when I want to do that. And he's like, I did a little uh-uh. I'm like, I don't know what uh-uh means, but I, I kind of get what he's saying. <laughs> but he's like, probably he's probably going to get talked uh, talk to his coaches about that play. He's like, the DB was probably about 190, and, you know, I can lower my shoulder on uh, a DB like that, but you won't. he said you won't see him doing that against a linebacker, which, good. We don't want to see that from Justin Fields, but – you know, he's just trying to make a play out there. Saw a smaller DB. He's like, I'm going to lower the shoulder and give him the uh. And it, it kind of worked, kind of didn't work. But I had that to ask one, him about uh, his mentality on that play. Yeah, that one frustrated me because I thought he had a lot more open space if he could have just juked that guy. And instead of trying to go through him, I mean, if he's trying to do that for a first down in like a tight yardage situation, I'm all for it. But 
Uh, that one, like when he first broke up the middle there, I'm thinking, oh, this might be one of those 60-yard touchdown runs. And then he just sort of ran into that dude, and it was kind of a big hit. So I didn't like that. Yeah, I get that. So I, I had to ask him about it. But, um, you know, Justin, I think, likes to, you know, every time he makes a run, he gets up and does that little first down. It gets, gets the juices yeah. flowing. But, you know, that's probably an opportunity for him where he can – maybe extended, go a little wider and see if he can use his speed to kind of run away from the defender as opposed to run him over. Nick, great stuff. Uh, fly home safely. Uh, you're allowed to come home. Braggs, he can come home. You what? can come home, Nick. Wait, what, now, what about the Magic Johnson thing? Did you find Magic Johnson, though? Did you tell him how Pippen I, locked I his not, ass I up did. in game one of the 1991 NBA Finals? <laughs> I guess I'm staying home. I guess I'm staying here, you guys. Nah, you can come home. You can come home, but <laughs> I will. Nick's defense, he was not alive in 91. Nick, I will say this, and I feel bad for you that you didn't see those Jordan days. But, Nick, I will say this. Mark Carmen has agreed in the summer that if Justin Fields surpassed 4,000 yards, he's shaving his head. Right now, he's on pace for close to 3,900 yards. So, Nick, I ask you this. If Justin Fields throws for 4,000 yards, or are you going to shave your head? I mean, this is kind of iconic hair you're working with over here. Are you going to jump on the sh- shaved head? Because I shaved my head <laughs> Nick, today. Nick, just say no. You're a professional. Tell Braggs to go to sleep. Yeah, no, no one wants to see me. Like, I have this hair for a reason. We want to see this hair to stay on yeah. here. And so I don't think we're shaving off the, shaving off the hair. Like, I'm sorry. You don't like Can't having do fun. Just say that. Just say that. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, fun. you're getting killed in the comments right now, Bregs, especially by Mark Carmen, who's saying that it was game, game two. two. I know they they adjusted after game one, and then for you the said- rest of the series, I don't know what I said. I just yell things half the time. I have no idea what I'm saying. So shut the hell up, chat. Uh, we're gonna have to pull that, please. <laughs> All right, hit the like if you would like to see Nick with a shaved head. Hit the like if you'd like to see Nick keep all his hair, and hit the like if you'd like Braggs to shut up. Well, a lot of likes coming a lot of different ways there. Flying in. Yeah. There. All right, Nick, get home safely. Uh, we'll see you, I guess, tomorrow. You know, when you're talking to Floosh again. All right, there he is, Nicholas. Yep, Moriarty. sounds good, you guys. Put your hat back on nope. your head. It's a good luck charm right here. Shaved head, God. rest of the year. Just so gross. Gross? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Don't hate. You know, the lights are shining too, so that makes it look glistening here. We got all these uplighting going on. Uplighting? Up- Whatever uplighting. the that's fuck a, lighting. That's a TV term. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we got super chats and we go so home. So many super chats. Well, I think's happening. No Carm's I'm notes? Where he just reads things that happen during the game that aren't funny at all. Bears first down. Yeah, they, I gotta say that segment's quarter. really taking a hit. It was yeah. very enjoyable. First last year, it was funny. This year, it's just all right, like get to the supers. Crystal Simone, nineteen ninety nine. We won a game and got cheated out of a TD. Beat down. I am screaming all through the house. I was in a bad place with this team, and now I can go to work and not almost hurt someone. Uh, bear down. Hashtag four fifty one. Get well, Carm. And then she actually threw a second one in here, which I like even more. 499 it's my dad's 65th birthday nice. tomorrow which is now today so yeah cco tell him happy birthday we got him a dub happy birthday it's victory friday and it is your dad's 65th birthday we love it that happy is birthday. awesome all right mark gotier you guys can read this 
Oh, man. All right. Uh, 1999, it's 4.30 a.m. in the U.K., and I'm too hyped by this win to go to sleep. I'll be dragging at work, but with a smile. Great to see a happy sideline at the end of the game. JF1 looks like a huge burden has been lifted. By the way, it's probably 6 a.m. now. I think that was about an hour and a half ago. I was going to say, hopefully you're, uh, I don't know, if you took a nap and got, you know, on the uh, the tube to go to work. Not the tube. There yeah, you go. I'm pound big, sterling. I love the tube. See, I know about the tube. I don't know about the pound <laughs> sterling. But he's from Easingwald. I don't know if they have oh, the tube right Oh, that's Tally? Yeah. Um, no. No, that's not right. Yeah. All right, my bad. Just thank God they win these primetime games for the fans in Europe who stay up all night just to watch them lose, that's got to be the worst. Much better to have a win. Solid angle, $20. No one beats the Bears 15 times in a row. <laughs> Bear down. That's right, damn it. Uh, brawl sack? Indeed. Okay. Brawl sack, $20. <laughs> one plus two equals 18. 24. Thank you, refs. Yeah. There were a couple opportunities that for even more DJ more points in this game. Uh, Big Cram, 1999. Call me crazy, but there was a feeling. This team was fighting hard, not only for a win, but for their coaches. But I don't care. This is what winning feels like. I was looking at our schedule, and I don't see a loss. 12 and 15 season. 12 and 5. 12 and 5. That would mean they lose another game, though. They're Mm. 1 and 4 right now. He's sneaking one in there. You know, that's all right. He's being fair, balanced. Speaking of fair and balanced, uh, Pat F for $1.99 says Braggs looks like Getsy. <laughs> uh, but Bobby G4610 for $19.99 says Braggs looks like Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> I don't know. Braggs looks like Braggs. Er- Erlocker. No. Don't. What are you gonna have billboards soon? On yeah, the highway? He went hair. I'm going no hair. Going to the hairport. Hair locker. Uh Dustin, nineteen ninety-nine. Love you guys. Best bear show. Representing in LA. So hyped to go to the Chargers game and represent game ball to Nate Davis after everyone questioned him early. Besides Payne smoking him on one play, he had a great game. I agree with you. Yeah, there was one play where I, I saw Nate Davis give that up the pressure, but otherwise I think he had a good game. I thought the whole line did. Yeah. Gonna get beat sometimes. Darnell yeah. Reg got beat once, but he also trucked another guy. You know? Darnell, oh my God, he was a train on that one play. Yeah. That was awesome. I love watching Darnell Reg. I love watching Tevin They Jenkins. got a guy in Darnell Reg. Line's getting better. Nick Haney, 1999. Hogue, you're not wrong at all, but any progress is substantial progress at this point. This is the worst team in the league. Any win, big or small, is huge at the end of the day. Yeah. Not fighting you there. Not fighting you there. Um, And this definitely has been progress. There's no question about it. William Lopez, 1999. The great part about this is that Justin had a great game as a quarterback. Last year, all his great games came as an athlete. Let's not overlook these stepping stones. He may be on the verge of turning the page. I agree. I I made that same observation on Twitter saying... The last year's adjustments had a lot to do with him doing it all on the ground. This year, everything, all these improvements these last two weeks have been behind the line of scrimmage, throwing the football. Uh, Bob Grimm here. Is that White Sox legend, Bob Grimm? 1999. 
I'm super happy for Justin, for JF1. He's been a great worker and a great teammate. Really still hoping it works out for him here. DJ Moore is a beast, by the way. Yeah, look, everybody's rooting for Justin Fields. If you look at our reactions, our initial reactions that are up on allchio.com, I mean, that's literally what my initial reaction to the game was. Good for Justin Fields, seriously. Yep. Everybody wants to see this guy succeed. He, he's a great teammate. He works hard. He's talented as all hell. Everybody wants him to do well, and um, it is good to see that. Um, Bobby G4610, $20. To your guys' point, what bothers me the most is why did it take so long to call an offensive game like today and last Sunday? WTF. Even if the Bears turn this around and have a decent season the rest of the year, can you imagine, like, we're going in the offseason? What are we going to talk about all offseason? Like, as we're trying to preview next year, we're going to talk about how the last two years – they have gotten off to such a slow start offensively. Yep. And not played to Justin's strengths early on in the and season. And how long it took to adjust to yes. what they needed to do. So, great. Um, now, I will say this, going forward the next few weeks, unlike last year where they had the nice game against the Patriots in primetime, then they had to go play the Cowboys and Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. Now they get winnable games in back-to-back weeks. Win them. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, all right. Kevy Kev threw us 19.99 and didn't even leave a message, so I'm going to do it for him. Please hit the like button. Do um, it. Come on now. Do it. Do yeah, it. Do I want to see more than that like. I want to see more than 1,200. Past likes. midnight, having fun here in the winners' lounge. Yeah. Cole Komet coming tomorrow afternoon at we, noon. We do need to wrap this up, or Adam Johns is going to murder me, and there's going to be no more shows the rest of the life. <laughs> uh, Edward, the first ten. I believe he's Brazilian, so I don't know what their monetary currency oh. is. But R, okay. Yeah, this game was exactly what every Bears fan thought the Packers' opening game would be. I don't know if I thought they were going to beat the Packers by twenty, but I agree with what you're saying that offensively, I think I think we all thought we'd see more of you know. What the hell was that? Balls downfield and deep passes to DJ Moore. All right. Um, Josh, $10. Yo, I love y'all. Bear the F down for butt kiss. Thought Braggs was finally going to cash in on his blasting game. Bet. Ha ha. We needed this great fight. I wasn't even thinking about that in the fourth quarter. I was dying. The whole, as soon as he became the featured back, I was like, it's going to happen. It's finally going to happen. And we fell short. Oh, everything all right. Okay. (laughs) I was worried. We heard a noise outside and it's. Franklin O'Neill, $10. Fans and media, please stop. You did this to Nagy, pushing hardly any preseason. All the injuries give time to build it up. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over. Let's see what they can do. Okay. Dana, $10. Preach brags. You got to put together the hype video for the Bears' future playoff wildcard game. Wow. One step at a time, yep. brick by brick. Okay. How about they win an NFC North game? Let's just one step at a time. I'm excited for, you know, the next game. It's been a rough start. Let's just take it slowly. Eugene, I'm excited. Eugene Gaines here, 499. Polls need to show he believes in this team. Go get some defensive help right now. Don't care. What we have to give up, anything but Carolina's pick. Counterpoint, 
don't give up another second round pick for a bad player? He's just saying, be careful. Keep the big picture in mind. It is frustrating trying to watch this defensive line get home, though. Wait, speaking of, speaking of the uh, that trade, I, I I loved this chat earlier. I had to save it. Uh, wait till next year. Says I'm gonna call him Claymore because he blows up locker rooms. <laughs> Zing, got him. I enjoyed that. Okay, Nick sells ATL. Uh, Justin Fields tied for first with 11 touchdown passes. That's that's actually true. He and Kirk Cousins. People getting so mad. Oh, the rest of the league doesn't play the game. Yeah. All right. Shut up. We're enjoying our night. Well, I guarantee he leads the league in uh, having the most touchdowns in the last four days. Yep. With eight. Uh, Venixus, $10. You guys reminded me to place a bet just before the game. $150. So sending y'all my original bet. Let's go, Bears. There we go. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I did hit. I said plus 115 on a team scoring over 30 points. And I knew it was going to be the Bears the you whole time. It. You knew it. Uh, the Justin Fields, the over hit on the yardage. And my touchdown bet did not come in, though, for him. I think I lost every bet I placed, so that's unfortunate. Yikes. Well, that's because you didn't listen to me. Fran Chili, Seth Rollins finally loves football again. Was he losing? What did they? Did we lose Seth Rollins? <laughs> I mean, Maybe he was upset. I mean, yeah. we've all been going through, you know, tough times here lately. Joseph Holloman, uh, four ninety nine, still worried about the D's arms falling off in the second half and missing so many tackles. Still a good one. I agree. Crazy. With you. I I am feeling much better about the offense. Feeling much better about Justin Fields. Way better about DJ Moore. I am not bullish on this defense right now, and I spent most of the offseason trying to be bullish on the defense. Uh, all day 97. I think we're going to call this here. Um, can we call off the lynch mob and let this regime see their vision for the team to play out? Tired of the mob mentality calling for firing flus and poles. Well, they've they've earned it now. They won. Yep. So you got your wish all day. Um, appreciate everybody being here. Please hit that like button. If you're here for the first time, please hit subscribe. A lot more Super Chats. Sorry we didn't get to all of them, but I know that they were all on the screen at some point. Uh, If you're listening to this as a podcast later on Friday morning, please rate and review. We appreciate everybody who downloads and listens to us that way as well. AllCHGO.com is where you can find all of Nicholas Moriano's written coverage from D.C., as well as uh, where you can sign up to become a diehard. You get all the bonus coverage we have happy hours, discounts on things like the tailgate. There was a question earlier. Do you have to be a die hard to go to the tailgate? No, you do not. But if you are, you get a discount, 20% off your price of admission and all merch, which can be found at uh, chjolocker.com. And a lot of our new merch starting to get delivered here. Um, I know that's why Braggs wants to go home so he can get his Meatball Island shirt. I know. I think it did get delivered tonight. There were people wearing the Meatball Island shirts in the flesh tonight for the game. That might have been what turned things around. You never maybe, know. Maybe. And there it is, the Midway Collection. Uh, you can get the long sleeve shirt if you're a diehard, but the, everything is available you know, to your right for everybody. I got all that stuff coming in. The mail probably be rocking it tomorrow. All right. Um, 
Again, please hit that like button. We appreciate everybody being here. We are back tomorrow at noon. It is a Bears Monday on a Friday. Victory and Cole, Friday. Cole Komet will be with us at noon. So uh, another good game for Cole Komet. He's had a couple nice games here in a row. We're excited to talk to him. Got some big questions for him coming up. And just in general, much better to be talking to a Bear after a victory, right? Goddamn right. Cheers, Cheers. my friend. It's all Bears lies. win. I Cheers, everyone. Uh, goodbye. We'll talk to you tomorrow.